my name is Tracy Pike with Taft Graphics Design Studio. Experience the branding 360 effect. You, we are here at our Business Networking Over Coffee event. And today, I'm going to have David stand up and he's going to tell us what we're going to be talking about. This is an engaging exercise. Today, we're going to talk about the three factors or the three things you need to generate more revenue in 2019. What are the three pieces of that puzzle that you need now? within the next three months to put together. We're not talking about three to five years from now, but for 2019, everybody needs something. And I guarantee you, there are people in this room that can help you get those things. Do you need money? Do you need assets? Do you need employees? Do you need logistics? Do you need graphics? What do you need for your business? So if someone would like to start. Uh, I'll start. Well, I'm actually going to point out a need that I see because of our design studio. Because of our because of our design studio, I see a lot of businesses' needs, and it's not always um, uh, something that people think about. But small businesses typically can't afford a chief financial officer. And I was actually just um, uh, made aware of a wonderful tool. It's a virtual CFO product that connects right into QuickBooks. And it will help you forecast one to two years out. It's only $50 a month. And people who are in the industry, they can be feeling the squeeze about like, why is this not quite working right? You know, as a business owner, Jane, um, you see people in their needs that they can't quite suss out what's going on and what's wrong. This thing will actually show you and forecast out some of the things that, like, I'm going to try this, and let's see how it affects my bottom line. And it might be counterintuitive kind of thing. So if you want to scale and grow your revenue, sometimes you might have to add an additional technician. You might have to add an additional employee or an intern or somebody, extra tutors, because there are times when your business, if you don't have the support, you can't widen that ability. Helen, what do you, you're shaking your head here. Stand yeah. up and tell us what you're thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that's how I run my business. I scale it where, I mean, I could do a lot of the tutoring, but do I want to do that? No, I've done that for years as I was a teacher. Um, so now I work part-time. I purposely did that before my business. I taught, started building the business for three years, and now I was able to get a promotion actually and work part-time, and it left me open some hours, and now I'm moving my way out of that that you've done in order to grow your revenue in 2019 is 
make sure that you get the right people in place and that you're not doing all the stuff just yourself, right? One of the things somebody told me um, very recently was that you either own a job or you own your business. Think about that. You either own a job or you own your business. Stepping into the entrepreneur space, if you are basically doing all the work and doing all that, you own a job, that's what you do. If you own a business, you're starting to delegate, you're starting to hire, there are people that work for you. I mean, even in my own <coughs> family business, my daughter is an illustrator, my husband and I are both graphic designers and website designers, but we have employees. We own a business and we treat it as such. And I have one more thing, and yep. another thing to look at is your own home life. You know, some of you have children, so that ties up a lot of your time. I understand that as an educator, for sure. So maybe you need to, if, you know, get a house cleaner. You may need a, a college student to come in. I have college students that work for me. I have high school seniors that work for me. They tutor for me. So I have a college student that does a little bit of blogging for me. They want to work, and they want to get paid, folks, and they're more than capable, and especially the ones that are dual enrolled, uh, high school and college, those are the go-to ones to get. <laughs> so, all right, Jane. Jane, how about, how about you? I know you just took a bite, um, but uh, what do you see as three factors that people have to have in place, or that they're looking for in order to generate more revenue? What are some of the things that you see in business as you're a coach, and you know this is what you do? You identify things like that. They have to be clear about who they are and what their destination is. They're not always clear about Okay, that. so say that one more time. Very succinctly. Listen, guys. Clear about who they are and what the destination is. Mm -hmm. Another factor is be willing to do the underneath work. And when I say underneath, that's like the table legs holding up the table top. Be willing to do the underneath work. That's where your sustainability comes in. Okay. And the third thing, and these are not necessarily in order because they're all together, is check in with your mindset. How are you making choices? Are you making choices based on what you think you ought to do or based on who you are? Which goes back to being clear about who you are and where you want to go. Yeah, how many of you in here actually have a business plan for your business? Okay, so that's about half of you. All right, so you, you have a business plan for your business? Did you raise your hand? I did. It's a very short business plan, but it is a business plan. Okay. So when you make decisions, do you go to that business plan and actually look at it and say, is this in my best interest to follow this new track, or do you Absolutely. modify? Absolutely. Because, and basically, my decisions are based on a, a limited amount of money that I can spend to do my business. And so um, my mindset is geared towards who I am and my destination, but also it's about what my resources are in order to be able to accomplish that. And so what I do is whenever things come up, I prioritize which ones are most important so that I can allocate that resource, that funding towards whether it be advertising, marketing, or you know, new equipment, whatever. Yeah, see now, I, I know her, I've been to her studio and when, and I'll reframe her because when she says, well, I have a small studio, this is not a negative thing. She has a place that you could go in and out very quickly, get your headshots done very quickly, and she's paying for it in her budget, in what she has to do, and she has a beautiful, beautiful outcome, and the people love it. 
so what she's doing right now, she's like, okay, in her business plan, this is where she wants to be, and she's hitting her numbers. That's huge. Aviha, how about you? Do you have a business plan? No. Okay, and what has been the one thing, like for 2019, if you were to change up a little bit, how could you make a difference and change that up so that it could help you generate more revenue? So, uh, and speak up just yeah, so I can hear you. Like team more. I'm looking for more team. <coughs> more team? Yeah, because I've been doing everything on my own. Mm -hmm. Right, so you need so, some strategy, yeah. business plan stuff, even if it's just a basic, okay, here's, here's what we're thinking we want to do. There's a great tool out there called um, Real-Time Board. It's now called Miro, M-I-R-O, and it's a, uh, like a mind mapping plan, and they have all different visual like kind of things. So if you're used to mind mapping the way that like a little circle on the legs <coughs> that go out, or if you like post-it notes, or, they've got a whole bunch of different ways that you could do it. But you can like throw everything at the wall on this you know, virtual board and go, what is it that I like to do? And then go, oh, I'm seeing a clue here. Okay, let's build a business plan around this piece and let's see where we can be by the end of 2019. So you guys can utilize things like that. Yes, Jane. Tracy, when you take the time to do that up front, you save yourself time in the future. Mm -hmm. One quick example, talking with a client this week who's looking to change jobs. What showed up in the conversation, she's spending all of her time sending resumes here, and yet she's over here. They don't align. Yep. So my question to her is, why, why are you doing that? Right. And that was an off-ball moment. Right. So now she's reframing how she spends her time. Sure. And, yes, Dave. Yeah. Um, the other thing we have to look at, as well as that, is the outcome of the action that we're doing. Is that outcome what we're looking for? That's really important. And the big secret is, what is the outcome of the outcome? Think about that. If I do this, something's gonna occur. And if that occurs, then I get my bigger picture. So as you look down the road, if I take an action and I get an outcome, great. But what does that outcome lead to eventually? And that's the bigger picture. Now, I've got a question for Damon, because Damon, the company he's with is in New York, and he's come to Atlanta to, to seek out what's going on in this area. And so what are those three things that you're looking for while you're here in Atlanta um, to help grow your business? Really, number one is networking. Um, construction are kind of two approaches. You can either bid a lot and be low bid and win, which I'm not a fan of that, because usually low bidder is missing something or they don't have enough resources dedicated, so they're gonna have problems with the project. Or you find contacts and you network and you negotiate the project. What do you want? What are your needs? So network is number one, and then really finding, it's construction professionals in the area. We're not quite there to have full-time professionals, but I need estimators that are willing to do, you know, here's a project, estimate this one. I need to pretend that I'll do a three-month job, so that's kind of the difficulty I'm facing. I have a connection for you. He does, he's a general contractor, but he does nationwide stuff, and he'd be a good connection for you. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, give me your yep. card and write that on it so I can remember. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. Uh, who are you? Uh, hey y'all, my name is Nikash Shaw. I am Vice President of Sales for a really small startup called Vestigo. Um, quick, short background on what we do. So I like to describe it almost as consulting, except we use the outdoors. So we meet with leadership teams of companies, try and figure out what's going on, whether that's lack of trust, communication, um, not as much collaboration as they would like. 
and we use the outdoors to solve their problems. So we put together company-wide campaigns. Oh, that's fun. Repelling, hiking, yep. kayaking. Zip lining, things like that. Yeah, wow. the, the cool difference between what we do and a lot of other companies that people try and compare us to is that we use only natural landmarks. So we use exclusively like natural outdoors experiences. Um, and we see some really cool results. Love my job. Thank yeah. you. So, Dave, remind him what we're talking about just so he's on the end with that, about the three factors. Yeah, basically what we're looking at, and think about this very carefully, what are the three factors or things that you need processes to grow your business in 2019? Because there's a lot of people in this room who probably have connections for you to do that. And so, um, yes, go ahead, one, two. You got a question? Not, not a question, I was just gonna say what my three things are. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. So for me, I mean, I'm Victoria with, Victoria with US Health. Um, so for, for me, it's definitely about since, oh, so I'm a Georgia peach born and raised, okay? But I've been in Oklahoma for the past four years, so I'm back into Georgia. So the business that I'm with, I'm working on growing that book of business. Right. Because I'm getting reacclimated to these roots, right? So the three big things for me is definitely gonna be referrals, referrals, referrals. To get that, I have to network. I have to go out and connect with new people because um, I'm trying to reestablish those things. Another thing for me too, again, because I got a, my main focus is that book of business and building it, I have to make sure I'm having clear, concise, concentrated efforts. I mean, that uh, eight hour workday, I have to make sure I'm completely focused, right? Um, also have to make sure that I'm working on the follow-up. Yep. Again, it's all about not only making those new connections, following up with people, checking in, seeing how we can help one another. So with those three things, you know, I hope to grow my business within the next three months. Yeah, absolutely. And how many of you have been out of balance with doing too much networking, too much following up, too much not getting the actual work done? I mean, how many of you in here have had those issues? Maverick, yeah, we all do. Um, so one of the things... Businesses are not balanced by any means. Sometimes you're doing a lot of networking, sometimes you're doing a lot of work, sometimes you're doing this, you're doing that. You just have to make sure that you're conscientious of it. There was a point in time where there were so many people wanting to talk to me, all I was doing was talking to people. And I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I didn't get to any of the work that I was supposed to be doing. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna shrink my time down and people can talk to me. And they'll just have to go out two or three weeks to be able to talk to me. That has made a huge difference. And it's not because I'm ignoring people. I'm definitely contacting them, connecting, saying, hey, yes, I'd like to talk to you. But in order for me to be successful with my clients, in order to mentor a 19-year-old illustrator who's got, you know, like New York, you know, possibilities in the book world, um, I have to be able to be available for those people who have given us funds or given us, you know, the ability to mentor and do other things. Yes, Dave? Here's one very important thing. Focus on 20% of the work that will generate 80% of the profit. Yes. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. <laughs> right? That's right. So look at your, your daily tasks. What's the most important thing you can do to get to that profit center that you're looking for? It's like this young lady right here. She said networking, networking, networking. But the reality is it's networking. It's time management and follow-up. Time management, I think, is probably on everybody's list. Networking certainly is on everybody's list, but it has to be a, a controlled thing. Who am I going to network with? Everybody in the world? No. Who's my audience? But of that audience, who I think is my audience, who are those people in that audience who I need to target? Uh, for example, Stephen, you're looking for people with money. Yep. You're not looking for someone who's 
uh, who's out of that realm. So if you're looking for a specific caliber of people to engage with that after you talking to them, they will either say yes because they're able to make a commitment or maybe no because it doesn't feel right. It's not that they don't have the ability. You want to make sure and pre-qualify those people that have the ability to work with you. I think a lot of times we spend a lot of effort on people who are not qualified to work with us. Okay? They're not, you know, they're just not there yet. It's comfortable. Right. See, right. it's uncomfortable to push yourself to a level in which you're actually working with colleagues, people who may be at a higher level than you. And so, so what's really important for you guys, and all of us, me especially, is pre-qualify them first. So you're not wasting their time and your time. We don't want to work with tire pages, frankly, we don't, and it doesn't make sense for us to do so. They may be really intrigued at what we do. I may be really intrigued that she's a photographer, and a photographer would be so cool. Oh, but I don't need attention. Then what am I doing? You know, I need money, but I'm not in a position to work with you yet. Right? And if you find somebody who's willing to work with you and is in that position, that's the people you need to spend time talking with and vet them and find out if they're a fit. Because that way, your business will move that much faster. And that are great examples of alignment. Just saying. I can, can I say something? Yeah. Yeah. In photography, we have a, a thing called um, spray and pray. And what that is, is basically put your camera on auto burst, hold the thing down, move the camera around, and at some point out of a thousand photos, you're going to get that one picture. Yeah. Well, it seems to me like what you're saying in business is don't spray and pray. No. What you want to do is you want to be more target. Take, like in headshot photography, what we do is we sit, we get the pose right, then we take the shot. So, mm -hmm. so you, you lessen the number of photos you have to look at in order to find that perfect photo. Yeah. That's right. I love this. I love this. Scott. Uh, a lot of what I'm hearing for philosophy that took me a long time to learn, and uh, a lot of business owners fall into it, it's okay to say no yep. to both good and even great ideas if they're not congruent with your short, medium, and long-term plans. Because I find, you know, I do a lot of business consulting with the people I work with, and the toughest problem I find business owners, squirrel, Yep. Shiny object. Yep. Stangle a carrot. Yep. Uh, I mean, I can have a conversation with somebody in the middle of a conversation, just take out a $20 bill, and you can watch them with eyes just glaze over. They're just. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Well, that, you get it, distracted. So. You're already Never. Kids do too. <laughs> I'm Adam Brown. with the Next Step Capital Funding. We've been very successful in the Atlanta market is nationwide providing business startup and working capital. But our main business, uh, about 90% of it has been with real estate. Mm -hmm. So after reading about the 10X syndrome, the 10X program, I said, well, I'm gonna knock on different doors. So as I opened the market of funding to different uh, opportunities such as bail bondsmen or, or people need legal services, need thousands of dollars for this and that, I'm overwhelmed because every time I go to a function, everyone's hands going up and I'm having a problem identifying the now people. Yeah. The real deals to separate the looky loos from the dewy doos. Right. How do you do it? Right. Secondly, is follow up. I need a tool to follow up. Yep. Every time I leave, I may have a stack of cards and now I run into a different event. I have one here and there. I'm in a 50 of them. The next thing you know, I'm trying to call them. You can help me. I get Good. <laughs> and then I'm at the next event. So at the end of the week, I have 100 some cards. I only made 10 calls. And then I have a bunch of looky-loos. Lastly, 
Delegation. I think I have a problem with time management and delegation. Even though we have 221 other affiliates and the core, core membership of four, we still experience the same issue as we move to serve different markets. Because mm -hmm. the can, ripple effects of those markets touch so many other places. Because right? everyone needs money. That's right. So that's where I need so help. So quick answer to his first one. You know, how does he, he's got everybody raising their hand. Come up with three questions and develop your own vetting system that David mentioned and determine whether you take their card or not. That's right. Right. I yeah. just feel like I need to piggyback off, off all of this. I mean, this is something that I've been implementing as best as I can, could have over the past three weeks. Um, is definitely find out what those pre-qualifying questions are for me. So, you know, Victoria and I work with U.S. Health Advisors, and this is, you know, health insurance for ideal clients is, you know, small business owners, people who are looking for Obamacare alternatives. Now, you know, I'll get a whole lot of people that unfortunately won't qualify for the program or like to say that they're looking moves and they just don't want to actually take you can give them yeah you can give them a limit like a minimum and I've created like my three questions and that at least with my online targeting mm -hmm. has helped make my efforts more concentrated yeah so yeah for sure you have to know how to say no corey i'm glad you're standing up to say All something right. because yep I've had this problem a long time. What I do now is if I get your business card, I email you the same day. Because I go to networking events seven days a week just about. And if I go to the event tomorrow and I'm supposed to email you, I'm going to forget. Because my mind on my business, eating food, sleeping, and contacting you back. So even if I email you at 3 in the morning, you might be like, this creep emailing me at 3 in the morning. No, I just got to send an email out because by the time I wake up, my mind is going to be on the next event. So just send it out as soon as you can. Let them know that's your policy just to get you into your, you know, now email I'm gonna, system. Now I'm going to use a technique. It's called plussing. It's adding to and a suggestion for. So plussing is your next step would be to engage a system like Keep. Um, which is an Infusionsoft lower-end product, which you can have set up, they can set up for you the pieces, so if you know that you've got an email and then you wanna check in with them, you can set these emails up pre-done, and all you have to do is add them into that piece and it'll just start doing it all by itself, and while you're sleeping, it's doing its thing, so that you can actually bring down that time and you can do more. So That's it actually keep. gives you more. Keep, K-E-A-P. You guys can talk to me if, yeah. What's the tool that you mentioned a little bit earlier? Um, the CFO yeah. one? Yeah, you can come to me and talk to me about that. But we also have to remember networking is also about building relationships. That's right. So if you have the looky-loo and this person isn't there for you, perhaps, this person doesn't want insurance now. It doesn't mean two years from now their situation doesn't change and then they think of you because you're the one they trust. I had two clients this week who were output of this meeting. Somebody who came sometime last year and she hasn't been here for a long time. She came to see him. And another person who came here once or twice last year referred somebody to me. Great. Two of them this week from relationships from last year That's from this right. meeting. That's right. So and it's I, building I, relationships. And I'll give you a little, and I see everybody, I love this. I love people wanting to get their hands in there. So your business cards, you know, these are your first 15 seconds of impression that people have when you're out and about. One of the things I do, because I talked to you this morning, we are about building relationships yes. because, you know, mm -hmm. it's about building trust, especially with money. Um, but when you go out into the networking field and you're talking to someone and you're really engaging mm -hmm. and you think you have synergy and the person just wants to be handing you cards, there are people out there that just hand cards out like they're candy. If they 
hand you, like they're shoving these cards in your hand, uh -huh. and then you go to actually tell them what you do, and you hand them a card, and they just stick it in their pocket, and they don't look at it, trash that card. Do not even bother to talk to those people. And I will tell any small business owner all listening to this podcast, don't waste your time. They're not wanting to build a relationship with you. Don't waste your time. Um, I have done this, I don't know how many times I see people do it, and I'm like, boop, that card's gone. Tracy, I stopped taking business cards just for the sake of taking business cards. I have also stopped just randomly handing mine out, and I now ask if I think there's synergy, I'll say, may I give you my card? So my question to you is, why are you taking cards of people that you know you're not going to work with? Michael. I'm going to go back to like what he was Corey. talking about. Also, uh, <coughs> with, uh, with our company, we do a lot of networking as well because we all know cold calling, you know, that's a tough thing to do. But uh, we use a tool called Pipe Drive. And, and Say it again. Pipe Drive. Pipe Drive. And so basically what happens when I, you know, if I meet people at network events and I get their cards, I go back to my Pipe Drive and I put their name into this Pipe Drive and I put, you know, you know where I met them at. Mm -hmm. So, because... You know, after you start collecting a bunch of business cards, three or four weeks later, you go to pull it out. You may not quite remember That's if right. you didn't have a real big conversation with them. So we'll we'll put them in pipe drive, and then I'll send out an email. As soon as I get, I send out an email, and then we'll move them where I made contact with. Yeah. And then you can set up uh, reminders. Let's say you know if I put somebody in, I send an email on Tuesday. With the next Tuesday, if I hadn't heard back with them, I want to follow up with a phone call. You can set up a phone call. So it's a good reminder. Is is what what we use. It, it helps us remind where we stay on the skin of each week. And who does that for you, may I ask? What's that? Who does that for you? I do it myself. I run my own. So, See, so that's where yeah. you guys that are doing a lot of networking, I'm just going to yeah. you know, get a college student to do that. Yeah, exactly. Once a week. Pay them $10 an hour and be done with that because those are not self-generating activities. Yeah. Those are just menial tasks, not the down. Yeah, do you? They've got to be done. But that's not where you need to be spending your time. I'll do that, but I, I pass it over to my colleagues. Yeah. I have a question. And move on. Yeah, I have a question. So, Corey, do you have other people working for you that do tours too, or is it just you? I just, I run it. Okay, and do you have other people doing, or is it just you? There's several different salesmen. We, each salesman does their own. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, I do, I do my own, and my other two guys, they do their This is the chief cook and bottle washer syndrome. I mean, I've been through it. I started 15 years ago in my design studio, and I had to learn accounts receivable, uh, contracts. I had to learn how to bring that money back in. I had to learn how to do the work and do the follow-ups and all that stuff. And great, my brain knows how to do it, but do I want to be doing that anymore? No, I prefer doing stuff like this where I virtual educate people. Assistant. That's right. So where do you get yeah. your virtual assessment? Take a college student or BA and teach them how to do it. They yeah, I've got a BA that does my bookkeeping and now. I've got, got resources. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> clarification. When I said long ago that I've stopped giving business cards out randomly when yeah. I know I'm not going to do business, that does not exclude one-on-one -on -one business. We may want to build a relationship. So let me just clarify that, because to Wendy's point, it is about relationship. We don't expect necessarily to use each people's services, but we do expect to be referral network for people that we build relationships with. Yep. So I wanted to clarify that so in case I was misheard. And actually, I want her to stand up really quick, because she was talking about alignment earlier. Can you do your five yeah. and six? Yeah. Okay, yeah. to close almost any gap, you have to become aware. Use your hand. Write these down. This is awesome. 
your pinky, you have to become aware of the gap. And then your ring finger is you assess how you got there. You know, you do a self-audit. And then you come to the, to the middle finger, careful. Yep. And then you ask for help. You ask for resources. You ask for what you need. And then your index finger, your pointer, is you want to align with what you have discovered. And then the thumb is where we act. We act on it. You know, if you watch Jeopardy, sometimes they're just trying to act at that. And this last and one, I added. The last one <laughs> is courtesy of Tracy, and I give her full credit on it. So then what happens? The palm indicates that you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, girl. Yeah. There you go. And when you do that, then instead of having gaps, everything is aligned and working together. These are really good tools to utilize when you're moving forward with your business plan, identifying these factors that are going to help your business grow. These are essential that you use these because if there's no alignment, there's no alignment and that's okay, but you'll save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of emotional drama, stress, if you just say, okay, it's not an alignment, let's move on. Cool? Yeah. David. Uh, last point. Um, don't let the drama in your life run your life, okay? Let it go. Let them go. We all have challenges in our life. I'm dealing with some, some friends and some people who have a lot of challenges, and what they found is that there's the drama that's encircling their lives is controlling them. Let it go. Push them away. Sometimes you gotta say goodbye to some folks. Doesn't mean you don't like them, but you need time for yourself and you need time for your business, okay? And if you're having a challenge with that, if you're having a challenge with that, one of my clients has written a book called Emotional Sobriety. Get yourself off the gerbil wheel of emotions, get off that emotional roller coaster, emotional sobriety, and it works for business people, people who have addictions, you know, people who are in business and just seem to cycle in this emotional realm. Um, it's pre it's on pre-order and it'll be available shortly. So if you guys are interested, let me know. And I think women tend to do that more. Men do it too, oh, believe it or not. Oh, men do it too. But <laughs> uh, they're better at keeping. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I am going to leave it at this. You all are little ripples, little drops in a pond, a great big pond. And when you drop in that pond, you have ripple effects on everyone that you meet. It's a matter of how you go about that and what you take from it relationship-wise. And remember that you, there might be three financial advisors, 10 real estate agents, three website you know, design people, pest control, coaches, what have you, but everybody can learn from everybody. We cannot handle the world by ourselves. So it's better to have friends and collaborative people in your life that you can call, that you can contact, have coffee with, etc. and you will make a grand uh, scale of your business. You will grow just by focusing on these things and having great people around you to support you.